Hi, my name is Amanda Panacea, and you're listening to the Healer Revolution podcast. This is a community for self-healers, biohackers, practitioners, and any other helping professionals. You're in the right place if you're seeking conversations about how pain becomes passion, the connection between physical, energetic, mental, and our spiritual self, finding your body's ancient wisdom, the latest biohacking technologies, clinical research, and if you just want to nerd out about complex biochemistry and quantum physics. But this is also for entrepreneurs who seek infinite abundance and a supportive community. So pour a cup of King Coffee or Sistus Tea and let's join the revolution. Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome to the Healer Revolution podcast. I am your host, Amanda Panacea. And today we have a really special episode because we got to sit down with Danielle Page. She is an incredibly unique and amazingly gifted human being who is an international consciousness guide and soul astrologer. She hosts her own podcast called Cosmic Body Podcast, and she is the founder of Cosmic Body Collective Membership, where you can learn from her. She also has quite a few other courses on there and is a self-taught astrologer who's been reading the stars for lifetimes. She has also studied with some of the world's top astrologers and devoted herself to learning different types of healing and really created her own unique style of spiritual medicine. She fuses astrology, energetic healing, and intuition to help herself and her clients clear old patterns and help them come back home to their heart. She has given talks on mysticism around the world. She runs retreats. She's been listed in Goop, astrology.com, and she has a wide range of gifts as well as events that she has done. And I was so excited to have her on the podcast to talk about all things healing physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and energetic ways that she has been able to overcome, heal, and become connected with herself. So this is a really special episode. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Healer Revolution podcast. I am your host, Amanda Panacea, and today I am incredibly excited to be interviewing Danielle Page. Hi, Danielle. How are you? Hello. Thank you. I just wanted to thank you for having me on, but I also love, love, love your work. You're incredible with everything you talk about. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, I was just mentioning to you, I've been following you for very many years. I've listened to your podcast, so I know a little bit about your story, but I'm really excited for you to really go a deep dive into the spiritual awakening and everything that has brought you to this point, because I feel like you in general are, there's no roadmap for your career. <laughs> there's no, there's still there's, no map for everything. Yeah. Yes. Nothing. There's, there's no, there's no one you can follow. This is all your life creation. It's all from your heart, your soul, and it's just really beautiful. So I really appreciate um, where you're at and all of the things you're doing for people. Thank you. That means a lot to me. Yeah, sure. So let's get started. Dive right in. You can start with, you know, how it all began or wherever you want to start. How did you become Danielle Page that you are today? That was through many, many lonely nights, lonely days, lots of tears, lots of confusion, um, lots of begging the universe to just please make me normal, whatever that means, right? But mm -hmm. please just make me normal because um, I didn't want to do this path. 
But um, to back up, I love that we're talking about this because as you'll see as we get through this journey, and as you know, the emotional and my awakening was so deeply connected to my physical and my um, you know, healing with my illnesses that I went through as well. So everything is all connected, as you know. So I, um, my background is interior architecture and design, and I was doing that. I was working at one of the best architecture firms in the world, and it was an amazing job for somebody else. And I was realizing when I was there that I was very unhappy, and I kept saying that I need to help people, but I had no idea what that meant. And I think this is really important because I know that there's a lot of people that aren't happy with their work or unhappy with what they're doing, but they don't know what else to do. So I just want to let people know that that was me. Um, I had no idea what to do with my life until 30. Now, that doesn't mean everyone at 30 will figure it out. That just was my journey. So that was, to me, that was 30 long years of confusion um, and not knowing what to do. So I was uh, working at this architecture firm. I kept saying I need to help people. Did not know what it was. I um, was living with a boyfriend at the time. I was living in Boston and we decided to go to France for my 30th birthday. I get to France. He literally dumps me on my birthday um, in France. So that was the beginning of everything. So when I went back home, um, I went back to Boston. I was living with him. I had to move out and I, I got this, you know, I call it download. Um, at the time I didn't know, but it was this very strong intuition that I needed to move back to California where I was from, uh, where my parents were living. So I decided to quit my job, did not have anything lined up, had no idea what I wanted to do. You know, everyone thought I was just going to another architecture firm and I'm like, nope, not going there. don't know what to do, but I just trusted that. I went home, moved in with my parents um, who I haven't lived with since I was around 18 and I was 30 at the time, and I was crying over my breakup. This is when the economy crashed, so it was 2009, so there were no design jobs. Everyone was getting laid off, and um, I literally had nothing. It was pretty. It was a pretty shitty time, to be honest, um, but in that time, um, I was supposed to be there. I was supposed to be back at my parents when I had to heal the relationship with them, but during this process, I started to have an awakening. Now, when I say this, this was nothing that I created or forced or knew was coming, because let me tell you, I had no idea about anything, um, anything, everything that I went through um, that preceded the, the following, you know, six, eight, 10 years, I had to learn on my own. So I started to have an awakening. It started with dreams that would give me um, scenarios that would end up happening during the day. And I was like, oh, this was a little bit of the twilight zone. I didn't know what was going on. The dreams were so real. It would take me an hour to snap out of it. I then woke up in the middle of the night, opened my eyes and saw spirit. And I never saw spirits before. So that was very startling to me. Um, and I didn't sleep with my lights off for two weeks. And in this process, spirit was communicating with me. And now I know this might feel hard for some people to understand, oh, what spirit was just communicating with you. And what I try to explain is we're in communication every day. We're just not aware of it. They are guiding us. But the messages were very strong because I had a path that I was being set on and I had no clue. So I was being guided to meditate and I didn't even know what meditation was, right? I was being guided to find certain things, read certain books. And through this process, which then became several years of, my, of this journey, it was the new Danielle was emerging. So this is really, I'd like to say the true self of who I was. 
I spent many years, um, it's now been 15 years and I'm still clearing every day, but I would like to say probably between six and eight years of deep, deep spiritual bootcamp of clearing personas, clearing beliefs, clearing the old frequency of Danielle. Basically the old Danielle had to die and the truth of who I am and was and all the above had to emerge from that. And this is not an overnight process. Yes, you can have an awakening that's overnight, but then you have to integrate it. So it's just like doing ayahuasca or any plant medicine ceremony. You can see all these things and get all the information, but then what do you do with it when you're back here, right? Back in your body. So that was my integration period. And that was my journey. And in this process, obviously there's so much more to say, but in this process, I found astrology. I like to say astrology was my gateway drug because spirit knew how logical I was. So it was a way for me to mathematically um, and uh, use the archetypes to understand um, a broader concept of us and of the stars and how we work together. So I started with astrology and then over the years, it just got deeper into soul and consciousness and energy and all of the above. And to summarize, that was basically my first awakening and I've had many more, which we'll talk about the Lyme journey in a moment, but that was my first awakening is what brought me here. And um, that was 15 years ago. Amazing. And so you mentioned you found astrology because it was very logical and mathematical. What exactly is astrology for those who may not be aware of it? And how is it mathematical and logical? Yeah. So the astrology that I do, I know that astrology gets a really bad rap and I actually understand that. (laughs) If you go into like Cosmo magazine, they have the horoscopes in the back. And honestly, I really don't even know what that's about because I don't do that. Astrology is so much more. It's truly the study of the planets above and how they impact us below here on earth. Everything is energy and everything has a different vibration. Every planet has a different archetype and we play out the different archetypes. So this has been studied for centuries and centuries and centuries. And, you know, I always tell people I have a master's in tier architecture. The economy is better than it was. If I really wanted to do that and if if astrology really sucked and it was really bullshit, I wouldn't waste my time. I do this time and time again because it is a beautiful study of it's the language of your soul. It's a study of the planets. Like I said, it's a study of um, the cycles that are going on. You know, how did I know in 2019? So it was November of 2019 when I looked at the astrology for 2020, how did I know it was going to be a shit show, right? How did I know? I looked at the the planets and the alignment, and then you go back and you look to see the cycles of what's happened before. And granted, we have a different consciousness now, and our consciousness depends on how we're going to play out with the energy. But because of that, because of where humanity is at, I came on, I still have the video. And in November, 2019, I I warned everyone that this is going to be really bad. I, you know, I basically said it without saying it because I didn't want to scare people, but I knew it was going to be a shit show and it was going to be bad. So it is so mathematical to the point where you can see cycles in the sky. That's how, when we go through eclipse season, I let people know, okay, this is a, activated time for humanity, right? It is so precise when you understand what the cosmos are doing, but we have free will, okay? So there are certain experiences that are going to happen through life, but how we choose to move through it is very different. So me, I'm going, let me just throw this out there for anyone that knows astrology advanced. I'm going through a a moon Pluto transit. 
let's be honest, this is one of the worst transits to go through. It's not fun. It breaks you open. It literally is like takes a knife, cuts you open and stabs you a hundred times. And it's like, hey, did you feel it yet? Okay, we're going to go deeper. So it's not fun, but underneath that is it's helping you find your power. Okay, so I'm going through that right now. And me going through this now is a very different energy because I understand what is asking of me. So I surrender to that. I listen to it. I understand the cycles. I know that it doesn't have control over me. It's still going to impact me, but I get to decide how I move through this. And I get to look at my own shit and I get to look at my own shadows. And the, the more we can look at our stuff and our shadows and work with that, and I like to say drop the rope, the easier it can be. So again, I would not be doing this now for 15 years if this was not so accurate of seeing marriages, seeing divorces, seeing cycles, seeing babies, seeing you know when moves happen. Um, it's it's actually just blows my mind still to this day. Amazing. So it's more than just where the stars were when you were born. It, I mean, that's a huge <laughs> part of it. I mean, there's Vedic astrology, which I don't study. Everyone always asks me about Vedic astrology. I'm like, go to a Vedic <laughs> astrologer. Um, I study Western astrology, just touching on this space here. And um, it has to do with the vibration of the planets connected to the season. So it is it's so beautiful. And once you understand the rhythm, we are all in a cosmic rhythm. You know, I like to tell people, this is my favorite thing. You don't have to believe astrology. Actually, you can think it's BS. But if I pull up your chart and look at the cycles you're going through, I'm going to be like, oh, Saturn is on your sun. Well, you're probably extra depressed. You're probably feeling stuck. You're probably tight with money. And they're going to be like, how'd you know? How'd you know? Oh, well, I guess astrology is bullshit, right? <laughs> so, and, and then, then we go into, okay, well, what is this trying to teach you? What are the lessons here? Because astrology is not there to make our life a living hell. It's there so that we evolve and grow. And this is the pattern and the map that our soul chose to move us through life. Beautiful. Yeah, I have my boyfriend. He is he didn't even know what astrology really was at all. And he is the most stereotypical Taurus. He has <laughs> like I was like, if astrology isn't real, then how come you're exactly what it says you are? <laughs> yeah, I know. And, you know, it's interesting. A lot of men don't like to believe it because they're very logical. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not talking about your boyfriend, just in general, men yeah. working with men and women over the years. And I see this time and time again, there's a lot of unprogramming that needs to happen. And, you know, women, I mean, I'm generalizing here, but I've seen it for 15 years. So I'm going to say based on my experience, women are more open to this because we're more in tune with our body and our cycles. And we just are. So we're more able to listen. That's why we have the woman's intuition, right? We're more able to listen. And again, not every single woman or man, but overall, this is what I've seen. And um, men need to do a lot of unprogramming with ego, really, because it's like, oh, I'm not going to believe astrology. It's bullshit, right? And well, is it really? Or is that just ego programming, right? And that's, that's the magic that I work with as well. Have you had to give up coffee for health reasons? Maybe because of the stress it was putting on your adrenals, maybe because it was messing with your sleep, maybe because you felt terrible after drinking it, or maybe because you were told coffee had mold on the beans and you needed to stay away from mold. Well, what if I told you there's an organic, mycotoxin-free, quality coffee that contains reishi spores or Ganoderma lucidum? Ganoderma lucidum helps to modulate your immune system, adapt to stress, balance hormones, and doesn't give you the jitters or shakes like regular coffee used to. Sounds too good to be true, right? It's called King Coffee by the company Organo. 
And King Coffee came into my life when I was struggling with chronic hives, full body eczema, and mast cell activation syndrome. I hadn't drank coffee in years because it made me feel anxious, shaky, and clammy. So I had no expectations that drinking King Coffee would be any different. However, I decided to give it a try after seeing lots of amazing practitioners talk about the benefits of reishi online. I tried a seven-day sample and the chronic hives were gone by day five. I was in shock. After that, I dove into the research on reishi and found that there are over 3,000 peer-reviewed PubMed clinical trials using reishi ganoderma as an intervention. The company Organo also has a patent protected on their harvesting process. They double crack open the spore shells, which makes them up to 80% more potent than the body of the reishi, which is usually used in other reishi products. This also makes the spores 90% more bioavailable for your body to use. If you would like to try King Coffee, visit thehealerrevolution.myorganogold.com or for a seven-day trial, you can check out my link tree on my Instagram at Amanda Panacea. Awesome. And so how does this play in with your gifts of seeing spirit and, and all of the other gifts that you have? Oh God. So <laughs> where do we even start with this? You know, a lot of people think I'm an astrologer and I am, but it's so much more. So astrology again is a tool that I use to help people understand who they are, what cycles they're going through. Right. And really their blind spots where they're shooting themselves in the foot. But once you understand, and again, it's the gateway drug to get into understanding this. So I love it. That's why I continue teaching astrology mystery school level one, because it is the most impactful. But once you understand and get past that, and once you can move past over identifying with, oh, I'm a Taurus, I'm a Libra, I'm a Aries, I'm this, and 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 sure, I'm a Taurus and I do real Taurus things. Let me tell you. <laughs> yes. But we have to understand that that's our personality self too. And then sometimes we have to step out of that personality self and it's like, well, where is the shadow of Taurus getting me stuck? And a lot, a lot of places it gets me stuck, right? So that's where we learn. So that, that takes us into energy and consciousness and spirits. And, you know, it's funny. I was just having this conversation with Lori Ladd. I don't know if you know her, but she's amazing. And we were talking about energy and I was like, I don't see spirits as much as I did before. And they show me, I, I do see them like when I wake up in the middle of the night and, and moments here, and then they'll come through. Um, like if I'm doing a reading for someone, but it's not like it was when I woke up and it was like that in the beginning because they had to get my attention. And now it would be too distracting with everything I need to do. But what the, the most important thing here that I want to explain to people is it's all connected. Energy, spirit, astrology, consciousness, um, your body, your body is a map of your soul. Every organ is an oracle. Every organ has different time magic, right? Every organ um, can speak to it has a different consciousness. And um, I really learned that when I went through my life journey, which we could dive into if you're open to that right now. Yes. Perfect segue. So I, before I get into this, it's really important that yes, I had Lyme. And I want to say that during the process, when I was very, very sick, and I was so incredibly sick, I know that you understand what that's like, you've been through your own health journey. Um, Spirit, let me know in the beginning, when I got diagnosed with Lyme, that 
to not tell anyone that I had Lyme until I moved through this process a little bit more because they showed me very clearly that I was going to be Danielle with Lyme. I don't even like saying those words, but I'm saying yeah. this for the podcast. I was going to be Danielle with Lyme and that is a frequency in itself. And then everyone would see me as that and I wouldn't be able to heal. Mm-hmm. And that's a powerful, powerful thing. And then years later, I'm at the Dr. Go Dispenza um, event and he's on stage talking about not identifying with it. And I'm like, hey, Spirit gave me that information years ago, right? So yes, I'm going to talk about Lyme, but I'm not one of those people who are going to have that in my bio. And again, you do you when I don't care whatever people do because it's their brand, it's their business, but I'm just telling you where I'm coming from and information that I was given. That was a part of my journey, but that's not the truth of who I am. And I was so sick at times. I honestly wanted to die, not because I was suicidal, but because when you know when you're so sick, it's like you almost, you can't live. You can't keep going. And it was excruciating. So I knew though, there was something in the back of me that knew that I didn't come to earth to go through this my whole life. And that I knew I was going to get through this. And that kept me going. Like I just knew this belief that this wasn't, this wasn't the truth of who I was. So Yes, I got Lyme. I don't believe it's from ticks. Let's just say that. I don't believe that. I think that's the story we're sold. Um, I'm just going to be open. I think it's a bioweapon. I think there's so many other ways that you could get it that we don't even know about. Because it's not my research and it's not my study, I'm unconcerned. I'm not concerned how it is because there could be a million reasons. I'm going to leave that for other people that are researchers and to find out. But I do not believe a single thing that it's only a tick. I do very strongly believe it's a bioweapon. The way that people experience it and what it does to your body is so debilitating. Um, yeah. Dr. Klinghart says that as well. Oh, he does. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. He's good. I don't know too much of his work, but just because at some point he's the best. Yeah. He's, the, he's incredible. But at some point it was just like, I had to stop with all the doctors and I had to just go inward. Um, but yes, I know of his work and he's incredible. So that's great to say that. Oh yeah. My intuition is just, there's, there's no way. Yeah. I have full body chills as I'm saying this. And again, I don't need to be right. I don't really care. This is my truth. And this is my intuition. And I don't believe a single thing that big pharma tells us. Okay. So we'll, we'll just start with that. Um, and I, and I was someone who was all in big pharma before. And in the beginning of Lyme, I kept going to the doctor. I kept getting antibiotics because I was like, Oh, I'm sick. I get antibiotic. That's what I was told. That's what I was taught. I was deeply in the program, just like most of the world. And I was like, oh, okay. And guess what? Kept getting sick, would not go away and kept getting worse until um, probably like four rounds of antibiotics into that spirit was like, stop. And they sent me on a path in a different direction. Now, here's the interesting part. And still to this day, they don't give me all the answers. I'm a human that needs to figure out this journey. I'm not an ascended master, very far from it. So they would only drip things through my journey that I needed to know at the time because it was my journey to go through this and figure this out. But they did tell me, they sent me on a different path. And I went to something called Panchakarma, which is an Ayurvedic practices where I went somewhere for a week. Basically at the time used all the money that I had because I was so desperate and I started to heal. So that was the most amazing thing. I stopped getting flu. I basically got these flu-like symptoms over and over and over again. And I was kind of just ignoring it, thinking it's going to go away because I was so disconnected from my body as well. Let's just throw that out there. (laughs) That's why I talk about embodiment all the time now. So, I mean, the journey, there's so much I can say here. I was sick. I'm now coming off of basically 2023. I got it in 2017. And that was the start of Awakening Part Two. 
-hmm. and we're going to have many awakenings in life. And through this journey, you know, I kept saying I was so pissed in the beginning because my career was like just about to take off. It felt like I felt like I was getting like amazing downloads. I look back and look at like the things I was posting in 2017, right before this. And I was like, I was saying that shit then that was like, so ahead of the time. I'm like, oh my God, that was crazy. And then all of a sudden it just like took me out. And I was really upset with that for a while because I felt like it was slowing me down from something that I was passionate about. And in a way it was. And in that journey, there was a lot of lessons. So I had to learn to come back to myself. I also learned, and this is going to be hard for a lot of people to hear because I think we want to blame cancer. We want to blame Lyme. We want to blame anything else, right? Um, one, let's be honest, it was tons of my trauma that I needed to clear from childhood. So we have to take responsibility of our own shit. So as I healed through Lyme, I had to do deep, deep emotional work. And let me tell you, I did a lot of deep emotional work even before this. So I was about, um, I think, 40, 39, 40 or something when I got sick. And um, I was 30 when I had my first awakening. So I've been doing so much work and it, there's just layers and layers. So this was a lot of trauma from my childhood. And also, I'm going to tell you, I found out probably a couple years into this, that my soul contracted this for my journey. So whether it was called cancer, whether it was called Lyme, and again, when you have Lyme, you have Epstein-Barr usually, you have parasites, you have mold, you have fungus, you have, you know, you have it because your entire ecosystem is like a dirty fish tank, right? So then you're susceptible to everything. And it's just a domino effect again that, you know, um, so it's like, I can sit here and list all the things and all the labels, but I don't care. It was like, I was sick as hell. I had all of the above, right? And I needed to get better. And spirit showed me that I contracted this for my journey. So there was no way I was going to get out of this. And also while this was happening, Saturn was coming around on my ascendant. Saturn is chronic. Saturn is long-term. Saturn is real 3D body, <clears throat> excuse me. And the ascendant is the body and here in the now. Now, this doesn't mean that Saturn coming to the ascendant, everyone's going to get sick but it makes so much sense that this was one iteration for me. And this was chronic, this was long-term. And this was me having to force to look into my body in a way I've never done because I didn't know because of all the channeling in my awakening that I just would bypass. I would just channel, you know, go up to the galactics, get information and share. But I didn't know that I was bypassing, right? I wouldn't have done it mm. on purpose. Yeah, of course. And I was not even in my body at all. Mm -hmm. um, which leads me to then when I was really sick, everything in my body needed to go and I had breast implants and mm -hmm. they needed to go. So are you okay with me going on that story or do you have any questions with live? Let me know about that. Cause I could keep talking all day about this. <laughs> yeah. No, this is very fascinating. And I love how you're pulling in the spiritual and emotional aspects of going through this, because that is all I preach about all day long. Yes. When I was diagnosed with mast cell, I was like, how dare you? Yeah. I do not. I will not have that because I knew the ramifications of that. Um, so yeah, it just all makes perfect sense that when you, so for bypassing pure people that don't know, could you explain that really quick? Yeah. So I was very much in the mental realm mm -hmm. and we're taught that this, this world is run on the mental realm. It's very yang energy and mental energy, which is very masculine. It's very much do, 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 perform, perform, think, 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 use your logic, right? Which actually in 2020, nobody used logic, but they say to use logic, right? <laughs> which is, it's a little bit of manipulation there. Another story for another day. 
So um, I was running on that. You know, that's kind of all I knew. We only do what we do until we're really slapped in the face. So through that journey, I realized, oh, like I wasn't actually taking time to listen to my body. Was I hungry? Was I full? Um, Was I upset? And again, I'm someone that's very emotional, but I would just kind of cry, 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 and then kind of move on. But that's not really integration. Again, that's again sipping the ayahuasca, but not actually integrating it. And I was doing that. And I share this because it's like most of humanity does this because we're not told. So let's not have shame. Let, let's move away from like, oh, I fucked something up. Yeah, I mean, we all do every day, right? But we're learning and we're growing. So like, let's not worry about it, right? So it was really this journey of coming back and learning that, hey, guess what? I'm just not a head walking around. I have a body. My body has a consciousness. Whoa, huge, huge epiphany. My body has a consciousness as well. And it wants to be heard. And I've said so many mean things to it over the years. You know, I struggle with eating disorder when I was younger. I hated my body. I hated the way I look. Um, You know, just horrible, horrible, horrible things I've said. And ever, and spirit woke me up in the middle of the night once. It was probably in 2017 or 18. I think it's still on my phone. I keep the notes. They woke me up in the middle of the night to basically tell me that your body hears everything that you say. And I was like, what? <laughs> you mean I just called it a fat piece of shit and it heard me? Like, really? Like, that's when I, yeah. you know, I was like, oh my God. So imagine all the years that I've said that. And imagine all the years that anyone that's listening has said that your body is storing that data. Yeah. And basically, we're just going to break this down to like simple terms. Those are not happy cells. (laughs) No. (laughs) Those are not happy cells. They're not happy. So I had to move through a lot of that and accept myself and accept my body. And if I sat here and said, oh, I'm totally perfect and I never have an off day, I'd be like, no, 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 I'm human. You know, I'm now aging. I'm 45. And I'm like, whoa. What are the, what's happening here, right? So this is a new level of acceptance with my body. And so we're just, that's what we're here to learn every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something big for me was when I was a child at some point, I made a decision that it was not safe in my body. And so we're just going to cut it off. We're not going to pay yeah. attention to it. We're going to ignore it. We're not going to feel it. And so again, come being forced to come back into your body by having a chronic illness, by going through horrible symptoms that you don't want to feel and you're forced to feel them. totally resonates so all right so let's get back i just want to say i love that you brought that up that's powerful and if i can look back i probably have the same situation of feeling like i raised myself feeling like my parents were around but not emotionally present right because they didn't know they only did the best that they could and so absolutely and so how do we when when we're both not safe what do we do we're in survival mode we're in masculine, we're in our logic, figuring it out. Like you think I'm going to sit there and smell some roses and, and roll around in a daisy field? No, <laughs> I'm going to be like, Fuck, I got to get out of here and do my thing. Right. So absolutely. And again, we're just breaking this down in most simple terms. What does that tell the cells? And then what's the data that's being stored and what are they vibrating at? It's not happy. Right. Correct. And then we could get into the science of like cell danger response. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just thinking about the science of that, even we can talk about cell danger response and how the cells can get trapped in that and not fully finish coming back to homeostasis because they're getting the message. Nope. Still dangerous. Not safe. Yeah. 
Welcome to the next part of the awakening. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Beautiful. So let's get back into the breast implant story. We could take it from there. Yeah. So this is funny because um, I got, so I got breast implants at 23. I was just like, oh, you know, I always had a big butt. I'm very small upper chest. And I just want to want to kind of want to balance it out. And also, you know, it's definitely programming of, you know, what we see. I grew up in the Pamela Anderson era. You know, I was insecure myself. Like, let's just call it what it is. But I was like, ah, you know, I want boobs. So it is what it is. So I ended up doing that. I remember asking the doctor at the time, or oh, are they safe? And they're like, oh, and this is what? Um, I don't even know what year it is. I mean, I was 23 years old. So God knows what year this was. Um, I was like, you know, are they safe? And they said, yeah, they're safe. You just might not be able to breastfeed. And let me tell you, at 23 years old, I gave two, give two shits, right? <laughs> I was like, okay, I just want to go to Vegas. Like I'm not interested, right? So I'm just showing people the mindset. That's really, I didn't care. Um, totally, totally dense and not, you know, didn't have my awakening yet. And they were like, oh, and you can lose some sensation in your nipple. And I was like, well, that sucks, but put in the tits. Okay. So that's where I was, one of them. And they were, I mean, listen, they weren't, they weren't big. Um, they fit my body. So it was still classy. I just was like happy to fill out shirts and whatnot. So, you know, I didn't think I had problems for many years, but what I want to say is, and this is not fear mongering. I'm just going to lay it on thick. It's just a matter of time. So I'm not going to sit here and say I'm perfect. I'm not going to tell anyone that has it. You have to get them out because it's your body. And I actually respect what anyone wants to do. It's your journey. It's your body. It's your lessons. I get that. But what I will say is it's just a matter of time. You have a foreign object in your body on your heart chakra where all most of all your lymph nodes meet. Somehow we've been programmed to think this is normal. Like we really, I mean, there's people that fight me whenever I do posts on Instagram, people will yell at me and scream at me. And I'm like, listen, I'm not telling you to take your tits out. You can keep them in if you want. I'm just telling you my experience and most of the hundred thousand other people that were in lawsuits with them as well. So many lawsuits that there's a black box warning on them that they cause cancer. Now I didn't know this. So I'm going to go back to, um, in 2019, spirit said to me, they need to come out. And I, this is, this is how, you know, and this was like during my sickness, but like, there was so much going on. And I was like, I said to spirit, you know, my head, fuck no, not coming out and come back to me when it's the last like final straw. I was like, I don't have time for this shit. Like I really like did not have, I was like, I'm trying to survive. And to be honest, I think they did because I was so sick that I, yes, I needed to get them out. But I also remember talking to some naturopath doctors and it was like, you also need to get your body okay to go into surgery because surgery is major. And I get it, there's emergency surgeries, um, but it was like a kind of a balancing act where like I was, I couldn't get out of bed and there was no way I could go through anesthesia at that moment, you know, and really be okay afterwards. So I did need to get my body better. So I said, come back and tell me when it's the final answer, because I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not ready for this. Like I'm in denial. Let's talk about cognitive dissonance, red flag everywhere you could go. Like I will be the first to admit it. Like I admit my shit. Like I am here telling you my shit because other people, like I'm not even pretending like I'm perfect. So in 2021, I think it was April or March or April, I got the message again. And I was like, oh my God. Shit. So I had to sit with this and I was like, these need to come out. And I was not happy because honestly, I like the way they look. I'll still tell you to this day, I like the way they look because it felt 
And I'm going to share this. I felt feminine because I am tiny, I'm petite, big butt, and very flat chested. So to me, it felt feminine. Now I was like, I had to sit with that. And I'm like, is this a program that I've been told? Is this that I can't be feminine with smaller breasts? And I was like, oh, okay. I got some shit to work on, right? So I went to some doctors, finally found my doctor, ended up going to Dr. Fang in um, Cleveland, Ohio, outside of Cleveland, Ohio, because she is one of the specialists in the world. She has her own center. She mixes some holistic with it. She was very gentle. And because this was such an emotional experience for me too, because I actually felt that when I woke up, I was going to look butchered and I was just preparing myself to just be ugly the rest of my life. Like that's actually what I was, I was so scared. So I needed, I felt like I needed a woman and she's one of the top and she was so delicate and gentle. So I went to her and three months before I did this, I did some deep, deep inner child work. I had to face the inner child, the little girl that didn't feel enough with, um, you know, without them, I had to go through body image issues. I had to accept that I needed to be healthy. And so whatever I look like, that's what it was going to be. And because I saw some pictures and it's not just like, oh, you pop them out and they look the same. That's not always what happens. And I had to face that reality. And I was very scared. I was crying on the table right before they put me under. I was terrified, but I, and they said to me, you don't have to do this. And I said, no, I need to. And I remember um, I held crystals in my hand and I opened up the Kashuk records before I went in. It's very emotional for me. I'm going to cry right now. I'm just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And I opened up the Kashuk records and I just prayed. And I said, please just make me healthy. And whatever I'm supposed to look like, I'm supposed to look like. And um, that's a very scary thing for a woman to be like, will I wake up with breasts? Am I going to be completely butchered? Sometimes they're indented. Sometimes they're flat. And I have to say, that when I woke up, um, I had prepared myself for three months that I, and again, I'm not saying this is the right thing, but I was, I was kind of in a negative space and I was scared. So I had mentally prepared myself that I'm probably not going to like the way I look and I'm just, I mean, it's going to be okay. I will be okay. And again, this might feel really vain to other people, but this was a big concern because I felt, um, I had these for 20 years. And so I didn't even know who I was without this. So when I woke up from the surgery, I heard spirit say, thank God those were out and they dropped me in my body in a way I've never felt before. And I started to cry and the nurse came over. She's like, are you in pain? And I was like, no, I just had this amazing experience. And like, they were like open to like what I do and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, let me tell you. And she was like, okay, honey, you know? And then I started giving her a psychic reading because I was like, so messed up on the drugs, you know? And she was like, oh, tell me more. It was just really funny. I was just like, oh yeah, yeah. I see it over there, right? And so anyways, um, I have to say that I was so happy with the way they look and her work. And um, it did take some time to get used to it because it was different. But really from kind of day one, when I saw them, I did cry in the beginning because it was like a shock. And then after that, I was like, no, I got this. Like, I'm okay. And now I, I really want women to understand that the size of your breasts does not equal the amount of your femininity. And that was a big program. You know, of course, did my dresses fit me a little bit better than now? Yeah, because I'm actually very tiny around. However, I feel even more feminine now because of the work that I've done on myself. And I was, had perfect boobs before, right? But more in my masculine. 
So go figure. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's a frequency. It's a frequency energy thing. Right. And let me tell you, like, no guy has cared. Like, no, no, of no course. guy. <laughs> and I didn't get it for a guy, but like the men that I've been with since they've come out, like nobody cares, you know, and I have scars on them and nobody cares. Nobody cares. You're the only person that cares. But I also understand when somebody wants to do something for themselves, but you know, spirit told me that I was going to get lymphoma if I didn't take them out. And that was yeah. like, they got to go. And so, yeah. 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 So if somebody's dealing with this now, maybe like of your whole body or a body part, something that I like to ask <clears throat> or really dive into is ask yourself, what is the meaning I'm giving to this? Like, mm -hmm. why do I think that breast implants or liposuction or getting my lips done <laughs> is what does that mean to me? Does that mean I'm more feminine? Does that mean I'm going to attract better people? Like, what is the meaning you get behind that? And then process that because that is the the belief system that you're seeing the world through. And it's usually, like you said, a program. You learned it from somebody. There's usually not a lot of truth behind it. And you could do this for all sorts of things, but especially those body issues. You can. And I want to say something here that's really important is that you know, the breast implants, those are like humongous cancer causing foreign objects in your body. You know, again, whatever anyone wants to do, that's up to them. But I'm also not going to see here. I probably have some makeup that has some toxins in it. <laughs> yeah. Probably have done something that's not great. Um, you know, for a while I was getting Botox. I stopped for a while and I'm like, let's see how long I can do this without this. I don't know. Uh, Botox is horrible. It's a toxin right? And so you have to balance, like, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm perfect. It, it's not, it's actually really bad for you. And if that's the only thing you're doing, do I want to live my life? Right. You know, it, this is where there's going to be a lot of people pissed that I said that. And also there's gonna be a lot of people that's like, wow, thank God she's telling the truth. So it's like, I'm not perfect. I don't claim to be. That's why I would never tell anyone what to do with their body. You know, it's important to feel good, but it's also important to feel good from the inside out. Like none of this shit's going to make you feel better if you feel shitty inside. Right. Of course. Yeah. <clears throat> Great. So you got the breast implants out. You physically, how did you feel after? Like, what was the big difference? Oh God. So, I mean, I was kind of like, you know, in pain for a little bit, but I would say about three months after that's when the inflammation just started leaving my body. So I have pictures on my Instagram. Um, if anyone wants to go, I have explant part one and part two, and I have the whole journey of it. And then before and after pictures, I literally look like a different person. I was so inflamed. I could barely be in my body. I was so puffy. It, it's shocking. And, and that's the thing at the end, I was like, it felt like I had a rubber suit around me because I was so, so swollen. So it's literally night and day. You can see it. And it's, it's wild. Beautiful. And then picking back up for your, your awakening through Lyme, the explant, what happened after that? Oh gosh. So the Lyme, um, so it's been now six years about, um, I feel like I definitely still have remnants of some things. Um, basically when I got the, um, so I healed from Lyme and healing, you know, cause it's a process. Then I got the explant out or the implants out. And then last year, so really 2022 was kind of the first year that I was healthy and um, my business took off even more because I was the first year I was able to do all the things. So my clarity, my brain fog was gone. I had energy and now it's like, you know, there's definitely some healing in the gut. 
there's some like hormonal stuff with my thyroid, but I had thyroid stuff even before since I was younger. Um, so I'm kind of just like trying to work on that. Like to me, that's like a last piece. Um, so there's, there's little bits and pieces, but now, I mean, it's, I, I just think my stars every day that I'm healthy and, um, people don't know until they go through it of what it's like to be able to get out of bed, to be able to get a sending email. You know, there were days I couldn't even send an email because my brain fog was so bad. Couldn't even, I was slurring my words. My neurological was so messed up. So yeah, I mean, the fact that I'm running a successful business and helping other people step into their power in ways is, I mean, that's proof enough of how much healthier I am. Yeah. And so let's segue into business now, because this is also really fascinating, especially the work you do. Like I mentioned before, there's no roadmap to this. There's no person that did this before you. There's You're doing all of this by your intuition and what you feel is right. So what does your business actually look like? What do you do on a day-to-day basis? Um, how has it scaled in the last year? Oh my God, what do I do on a day-to-day basis? Like nonstop, <laughs> I have like 55 to-do lists everywhere. Um, okay, so last year, like I said, I was healthier. So I did all the things I want to do. This year, I've sort of taken a step back with my business to say, okay, last year, that was fun. And I made a um, great amount. You know, I, I've been making good money before that too. But I'm like, what is sustainable to my nervous system? Like last year, I just had fun. I was like, yeah. let's just do everything. And that's great. I have no regrets, but that's not sustainable. So right now I'm looking at how to sustain my business long-term, how to sustain it for a partner and a child that they know is coming into my life. So I'm building that. Um, I have a team. Um, building my team even more, hiring my uh, main operations assistant um, for more hours, have customer service support. So um, on a daily basis, we have a Slack channel. My operations is in charge of my customer service. Um, I share information. She executes. Um, I have my staff. She has her staff. And like right now, um, when I get off this, I have another mastermind that I'll talk about in a moment that I'm going to jump on. Then I'm going to work on my book proposal. Then I'm working on finishing um, the outline for the modules and getting the dates for my business course that I'm launching in July. Um, and that's that's just that. So that's probably going to take me till the end of the day and definitely won't be done with that. But um, every day it's different. But I also, I built my business around what will work for me because if I am burnt out, then I'm of no service to anyone else. So I do my rituals in the morning. I have space in the day, right? If I want to go get my nails done, also non-toxic gel. It's the only place I go here. So it's, um, otherwise, if once I be in Miami, I'm not getting it done anymore. So, you know, I make space for that. Actually, this morning, I'm on a water fast right now. I'm on day two. So my energy is very tired, um, but I love doing these once a month. Really? Doesn't seem like it. Oh my God, no, this, my energy, this is low. I am, <laughs> I am literally so low energy right now. You can see it in my eyes. And then after I do it um, in like two days, I'll be like, like yeah. so bright. Yeah. Um, but I took a bath this morning and um, I did a meditation from the bath and I did some work um, from the bath. And so I schedule my business around that because again, if I don't take care of myself, I'm a very sensitive soul. Um, nothing will get done. So I teach people now in my business course, I'm going to teach people to build a business, share their gifts with the world and do it around a sustainable nervous system, which is very, very important. So I don't know if I answered all your question, but I do something different every day. It's nonstop, you know, just like just today, somebody called me and I picked up the phone and it, my phone number was on the Stripe thing from my membership and they, they thought it was a fraudulent charge. And I'm like, what? 
And I'm like, how was my phone number on there? So then I just told my assistant, we got to get a Google phone number, change all the things. So it's like every day there's something running a business, you know? So yeah. it's, you, you, I was just like, I didn't even know my phone number was on there. And then somebody just called me and I'm like, this is so awkward because I just got off the phone with like my family on like a serious conversation. I was like, I was not, I was not prepared for this. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot running a business. I'm not going to lie, but I do this because it's my purpose. You know, I've been doing this for 15 years. When I first started out, I had no idea what I was doing. And my business took probably a lot. I probably took seven or eight years to make some decent money because in the beginning, it wasn't about the business. It was like, yeah, me sharing the gifts and doing it, but it was more about me going through my awakening and my soul connection was more important than me. I always said in the beginning, if I was just a life coach, not just, but you know what I'm saying, versus like someone that is channeling the freaking galactic, you know, <laughs> um, if I was a life coach and just doing that, then I could have just hired a mentor right off the bat and did the, did just tell me the steps to do. But I was like, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to listen to anything they say because I have to go through my process. So now this is the first year I actually have two mentors that I'm working with because my connection to spirits on demand. Like I, I work on that continually, but that's good. So now I need to get my systems and funnels into place so that my voice can be heard more. And so I can actually do more of my channeling. So it's actually, I'm going a little bit more into my masculine with the systems now so that I can lean back in my feminine and it's just a balance. You know, you have to do both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I totally agree. I I'm kind of in that spot too. I hired an assistant. I hired a coach that's got an actual process. Cause before this, I was just surviving with chronic illness and yeah. letting my business come to me as it came and just thankful yeah. for <laughs> as it was developing. And then you hit that point where you're like, oh, having a business is actually very emotionally traumatic as well. It's shining a lot of lights on other things I didn't even know that I needed to kind of process and work through. Yep. And um, I love though that you kind of just did this on your own and with intuition as well. And then we all get to a point where we know that, okay, wait, that worked for that time. Yeah. And that's great. And now we need something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A nice combination of feminine and masculine. Yeah, yep, absolutely. All day, all day, every day. <laughs> Beautiful. So I know, are you still seeing people one-on-one -on -one through coaching? Do you, what do you, how does that look? Um, so I am not, I did just offer a, a one VIP intensive to people on my membership. So, um, maybe like once a month, I'm going to put that out to do um, a reading uh, because I know that is a really powerful part of my gifts. So um, I offer that to my membership, the people in there. And um, yeah, I'm excited to do, I'm doing the first one next week. So I'm, I'm doing a 90 minute session. We're going to do healing. We're going to do astrology. Um, we're going to end with an action item list and do some yeah energy healing work as well. Amazing. So your membership, what does that entail? Yeah, so it's Cosmic Body Collective, and it is, so my moon circles, which I'm kind of known for, um, I do them every month around the full moon, and they are powerful, powerful feelings, and I saw the difference of people that would come every once in a while, or the people that would do them once a month as a ritual, we would come together, their growth just kind of escalated and took off, so I decided, okay, I want to put this in the membership, so we have a membership of my moon circles, which again, I talk about the moon. I do monthly healings. I added um, many new moon meditations, also lives every other month um, that I give a theme and I do some teaching work in that as well. And then we have an app where I get downloads all day long, like all day long. My mind, I'm a mental projector in human design. So I'm just like downloading all day long. So now instead of putting it on Instagram, I put it in the app and 
I told them originally it was going to be a couple times a week and it's pretty much almost every single day since January that I've done it because I can't stop. It's just like just, <laughs> just coming through. So um, the point of the membership was so that you can have me in your back pocket as a cheerleader, as an activator, as a motivator, as to keep you on track because I've been through so much of this journey. So I'm going to be like, hey, I remember when I was you know, this age, I did this and this is the lesson I learned. So let's not do that. Like let's, let's avoid doing that. You know, if you have to do it for your journey, great, but that's probably not a good way. So it's, whether it's astrology, transits, energy downloads, or my own um, teachings from my own journey, I shared in there. So the membership is beautiful and it's, I kept it at such a low price point. It's only $38 a month. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, And so what's next for you? You have a book coming out. It sounds like you have this new business course um, that's coming out as well. Anything else? Oh my God. So many things. So many things. Um, the book that's going to, yeah, there's a lot to write. Um, I'm really excited and um, fingers crossed with the dream publisher that um, looks like it could be a match. So we'll see about that. I'm doing a um, business course, um, everything that I've learned for 15 years um, from an intuitive standpoint and from also a masculine um, systems uh, standpoint. So it's called Sovereign CEO. And I'm going to teach people how to break out of the matrix, make their own hours, make their own money and use their gifts for the world. So I'm, I never wanted to do a business course and then spirit dropped this in. And I was like, Oh God, God, no, you know, I, like, <laughs> of course, I'm like, I fight everything they tell me. I'm like, Oh, and then once I understood that actually the basis of this is I'm helping people use their gifts. And that's, that's the wave we're going through with this awakening is more people need to share their work with the world. I was like, okay, got it. Got it. Now I'm inspired to do this. Um, so I'm really excited. So that's going to be um, launching end of June and beginning or in, into July. And um, that'll be great. And yes, um, building my business. I know there's a baby coming. I know it shocks people. Most people don't believe me, but they don't need to believe me. I just know what spirit shows me. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to be healthy and be um, an older pregnancy and show people that you can. Yes, I'm excited for you as well. Thank you. <laughs> Um, my grandmother, she told me this, I think this was last year. She has a neighbor who's 52 and just had her sixth baby. So, oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> amazing. I mean, listen, my period has been regular my entire life, even mm. through Lyme, I've been so consistent and I've looked at my staff because, you know, I had to get blood work and all that when I was sick. And even the nutritionist at the time was like, um, when I was 40, she was like, you're fertile, like a 30 year old. I'm like, I know. <laughs> they, they just keep telling me like, don't worry. And again, that's my journey, but yeah. also like the more we detox our body, the more we get the crap out of it, then you can have your baby. Like most people are filling themselves with shit, right? Because we don't know. Yeah. So clear your body and then you're going to be more open to that. So yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to give birth actually I don't know it doesn't matter I don't want to say it, but uh, <laughs> they show me stuff and listen, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, I, at this point in my life, I'm trusting my journey because my path is like you said in the beginning, um, it's not a standard path. You know, my husband is later in life. I've had to wait a very long time. Um, you know, I could have just went and got married, but I knew that it wasn't my contract. So here I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. And I look back and, you know, before going through all sorts of things that I went through, if I had been that person and married that those other people as that version of me, whew, a whole nother life path. And yep. so I'm glad it didn't happen back then. Yeah. And I mean, 
the thing is nobody goes into marriage wanting to get a divorce, but the reality mm-hmm. is people change. I see it all the time and don't blame yourself for that. You know, like for whatever karmic lesson you had with the person, it's served its time and its purpose. And that doesn't make you a failure if you need to move on and meet someone else. Mm-hmm. And we deserve love. We, we don't deserve oh, I'm divorced. And so that means I'm never going to find anyone. No, that's just a bullshit story that you made up, right? So we all deserve love and we can have this many times over. Again, I'm not telling people to go get married a hundred times, but I'm trying (laughs) to explain that sometimes that happens. And with this awakening coming through, more people are going to change. And the person you married at 20 is probably not the same person even at 30 or 40. Mm, Yeah. Beautiful. So Yeah. And I wanted to just backtrack a little bit on the business course. I feel like this time period is just so incredible for everyone getting to be their own CEO now because of social media and everybody's just going to be their own LLC. And there's going to be a lot of lessons learned for a lot of people. Oh yeah. But like even five years ago, I didn't want to have a business. This was not something that I ever wanted to do either, but now it's almost inevitable if you want to if you want to scale, if you have bigger dreams and aspirations for yourself, this is, this is the way, this is the path. Yep. And you learn, like, you, you know, you learn so much about yourself through a business, but I will also say it's not for everyone because you have to be a certain kind of person that, you know, people would say to me, how do you just wake up in the morning and do your thing when nobody's around? Well, you have to be self-motivated and, you know, not everyone is, and that's okay because there's different jobs for different people, but with this awakening and everyone coming on, our gifts are coming online. So it's time that you step into that. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. (laughs) All right, Danielle, this has been absolutely amazing. I'm so happy that you were able to sit down with me and chat. Uh, Is there any last words you would like to, oh, actually I have a question for you. This is Uh, just, this is totally random. (laughs) Do you have a favorite planet? Ooh, favorite planet. Um, yeah, probably Mercury because I'm very mercurial. I love, I mean, I can just, there's my bookshelf and that's only half of them because they just don't fit. So I love um, learning. I love podcasts. I love getting information, whether I'm downloading or I'm sharing. I just, I'm very mercurial. I love information. I, you know, my Venus is a Gemini. So mm, yeah, probably Mercury. Yep. I'm a Virgo and all my ah, best, all Mercury. my best friends are Gemini. So yeah. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Mercury. Yep. <laughs> yes amazing um so yeah let everyone know where to find you and how they can get involved with the things that you offer yes you can find me on instagram at i am danielle page i'm the one with the check mark because there's a lot of fake accounts of me um i'll never send you a dm for a reading and i won't take your money um through a dm um so you can find me there you can find me on my website at danielle page or you know www.daniellepage.com and um, yeah, I post everything at the link in the bio or on my website. And um, there's always something fun going on. And I, I say it like it is always. Yes, you definitely do. And I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Any last words of wisdom for our listeners? Oh, just um, understand that every belief usually comes with a story that we've been programmed. So we're just constantly ask yourself questions to deprogram. Because we saw in 2020 with everyone that most people will just follow along without asking questions. And so I'm glad that happened. So that people, not glad that people got sick. Let's back up. I'm glad it happened where people 
um, felt pressured because in that pressure, it made them wake up to realize to ask questions. So we're really stepping into our sovereignty in a whole new level now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love the quote, everybody can heal, but not everybody will. Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Not everyone will because also people aren't willing to do certain things. And I've seen it with people aren't willing to do what it takes to be healthy, make money. And that's okay. Not everyone has to, but then sometimes those people sit from the sideline and just throw arrows. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's wounding. So let's, let's look in the mirror really. Awesome. Well, again, I really appreciate sitting down, having this conversation and I will see you all on the flip side. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I am just so thrilled that you're listening to the Healer Revolution podcast. This has been a huge passion project for me and super therapeutic on top of that, helping me to use my voice and connect with other like-minded individuals. So if you're enjoying the podcast, please like and subscribe. Please share on social media or with your audience or friends or loved ones. I truly appreciate it. It does take a lot of time and financial costs to run the podcast, and it is not a moneymaker, let me tell you. So if you are enjoying this, I would truly appreciate your support just by sending me a post, a like, and a subscribe. Thank you so much.